Weatherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Back here on the show, it's time to catch up with uh, Lisa Trail, Murfreesboro City Schools, joining us here today. And Miss Lisa, I tell you what, this has been um, probably the most interesting summer of all, has it not? <laughs> It definitely has been. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that uh, it's not like um, summertime is just a, a time off for any school system, but it has, uh, this year has offered uh, challenges, but um, you're kind of answering those challenges. I, I wanted to um, kind of catch up with you after we had uh, the, the board meeting last week and the board um, made the decisions that they did. Kind of explain, if you had a minute or two to kind of recap what all that means for uh, parents who have kids in the city system, what would you say to them? First of all, our school begins August 10th. That is the most important piece of information that they need to put on their calendar. Uh, school begins August 10th, and that is regardless of whether you choose choice distance learning or you tra- choose traditional learning like in the classroom. So I think that's the really big takeaway. Uh, the other thing is we are requiring masks in our schools. Our teachers as well as students will be wearing masks unless there's an underlying condition um, and also unless you can maintain a social distance. So teachers will be wearing masks if they're doing one-on-one Um, work or they're doing small group but if they're standing in front of the classroom and they have six foot or more distance between the class the first chair and themselves then they can teach without a mask because we know that um, we want to maintain that social distance and we know that not only does a teacher need to show expression on their face but also the children need to see that smile and the expression expression on on a teacher's face as well. So when you look at the classroom, it is going to look more of a traditional setting classroom, like what you would have seen probably when you went to school. And certainly when I went to school, Um, our desk is our desk. (laughs) Our desk will be uh, a little bit further apart. There won't be as many of those uh, desks kind of a lot of our teachers do desk and square. So all four of them are facing each other and they work as a community. Um, So you'll see less of that and more um, individualized seating definitely individualized supplies so we're asking parents to send all of the supplies as lo- as well as a uh, toolbox for their children you know the whole old school boxes that i we all use that's yeah. what we're going to go back and make sure that we have each child has their own supply or a gallon bag works the same yeah yeah well lots of lots of interesting things there and and I know parents have lots of questions. You probably uh, at the school board office uh, or, or the administrative offices have answered all kinds of questions. And um, I, I thought I might ask you, are, are there one or two that are kind of on the tops of the, the list of parents that you keep getting repeat questions that might help if we got that information out there? Yeah, we have a lot of people asking us about the choice distance learning option. Um, And all of this is on our website at cityschools.net. I actually sent an email out to parents on Friday 
with our working document. It's about a 26 page working document. So parents could see what we're, what we are looking for and what, how we're uh, making plans. That is a working document. So it's going to change. And for instance, it's going to change today because we just found out more details. Um, so the choice distance learning, uh, big questions about that, what's expected. And it is a, a real time conversation between a teacher and their classroom. So it's an eight to three classroom. It is going to be divided. If it's a kindergarten classroom, it'll look different than if it's a fifth grade classroom. There will be some breaks in between, but it is during the school day because you're going to have a homeroom, a homeroom teacher, even though they're teaching from school and you're in your um, house. So that's real time. It's not something that can be recorded and uh, listened to or watched later. And that's been one of the big questions for parents who are doing the choice distance learning. They need a laptop or a desktop. We just found out that iPads won't work. Uh, we thought they would originally, but they just won't keep the platforms going like we need them to. So tablets and iPads are gonna be off the table and that's new information that parents have not received yet. We're gonna be sending it out to parents later on this afternoon. Um, so the traditional classroom, we know kids learn better when they are sitting in a classroom and talking with the teacher. We're doing so many protocols to make sure that it's a healthy and safe environment in that classroom. Teachers are getting very creative. Um, I know some parents are worried about the mask. People have very, they're very opinionated about masks, either pro or against. Um, we do know that it's gonna be harder for a second grader to sit all day long with a mask on. So there's gonna be times when they go outside, uh, when they're eating, a uh, lot of outdoor classroom time so that they can have a mask-free zone. Several teachers are actually creating mask-free zones in their classrooms, so it would be socially distant, and if you just need a little break from having a mask on, then you get to walk over there, or sit over there, or however the different teachers will do it in a variety of ways, uh, but they can take that mask off and have a little bit of a fresh break. Um, so the traditional classrooms, we are taking temperatures before a child comes into school, before they get on a bus, or before they enter the uh, school building. If you have a temperature, you're gonna be sent back home. We have a quarantine area versus just the nurse's station. So if a child comes in and they're showing signs of uh, COVID um, and they have a fever, they're gonna be sent into a quarantine area until the parent can come pick them up. They're not gonna be with what we would consider our well child visits, you know, those band-aids and boo-boos, that's a different kind of um, nursing service. So, so many, many protocols we've put in place and that is in that working document that I sent to parents uh, on Friday. So that that's obviously a very an important document and one that you need to continue to check um, at least probably weekly and maybe more frequently as we get closer to the start of school on August the 10th. I would suggest daily because <laughs> again everything that they've laughed at me because I have working document all over it because we are making the best decisions we have as we go and based on our guidelines there are some things we know that we're going to do. We know there, you know, there's absolutes. There's absolutely we're going to take a temperature. The thing uh, that we just found out with the iPad that doesn't work on choice distance learning, just found that out. So we'll be letting parents know that this afternoon. We're trying to be very transparent with parents. We want them to know that we're working and we're not. We don't have anything that we are not willing to look at. Um, it's not like this is our way or the highway. We're working with parents and we're we are taking calls so many phone calls and we're hoping that once we talk with parents they feel uh, 
much better about what all is being done. I think they do when they get off the phone. Lisa Trail with Murfreesboro City Schools joining us. I, I did want to go back to the mask because it, it does seem like that is just a hot-button topic and issue. And uh, I, I did uh, catch myself watching uh, the uh, the board meeting and the conversation about that is, uh, what kind of came down to this is, um, I guess, masks are going to be a part of your dress code for schools. Is that the way I understood it? That's an easy way of saying it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, just kind of think about that as, as you're a parent of, you know, w when your kids go to school, you got to have the shorts at the right length. Well, face masks are also part of that now in this new COVID environment. Yes. And we do have some masks to help uh, parents as far as to provide those to students. It's a limited number, but we do have masks. So if a child forgets their mask, if a child, the mask gets sold, the mask, whatever it is, we've got a mask. Uh, at the schools for them. We hope parents will send them with a mask that they like, that fits their face really nicely and that they feel proud of, whether it's a Superman mask or just a plain mask. We we just need it to be a cloth mask. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I remembered uh, from that meeting, and I thought this um, w w was important information, or at least I wanted to bring it up today. Uh, Interim Director Ralph Ringstaff mentioned uh, several surveys that you had done prior to the meeting and one of those surveys was with uh, teachers and staff and mm -hmm. all but about 50 of those actually responded and 97 percent said they were ready to get back in the classroom so that that tells us that teachers are ready to get back in and, and do whatever they can to teach these kids i think teachers in general i mean the reason they go into the profession is because they love children the fact that they haven't been surrounded by children since May, march is kind of sad for them. They want to see their kiddos back. They want to make sure they're okay and healthy. And there's so many more things they teach in a classroom than just math and science. There's so many of the sharing issues, the emotional and social issues. So they're missing their children. And I bet there's a lot of children missing their teachers as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Going back, I've just kind of thought about this. I heard the term face shields for teachers. Can you explain anything about that and, and when those might be used and, and kind of, um, I guess this is extra protection for the teachers if they are in situations where they're close with the kids or something like that? Face shields are not the same as face masks. And a face mask is what is recommended. A face shield would be a secondary um that would be a below a face mask. And if a child, if a parent, I'm sorry, let me start. This. If a teacher has a condition in which they cannot wear that face mask, a face shield may be the alternate. Ah. Same thing with a student. But a face mask is the best option. Again, if they're standing in front of their classroom and they're six feet away and they put a face shield on, that's just an extra precaution. And we're happy for the teachers to do that for sure. Now, again, if you have asthma, wearing a face mask is really hard and a face shield is easier. Face shields aren't the same, but they do provide a level of protection and that's better than nothing. You know, I, I think we're going to find that once kids get into school, um, they're going to be pretty resilient uh, and and uh, a lot of them want to be in the classroom. And so I, I think you're going to find that kids are going to be able to do this 
maybe a little easier than we think about it as adults. But is this something that you're encouraging maybe parents to work with their kids on wearing a mask, you know, for extended periods of time before school starts? Absolutely. The best way we can uh, go about starting the school year off very productively is if they already understand how to put on and take off a face mask. Same thing we do with tying shoes in kindergarten. You know, you should be able to tie your shoe. So you sh the children should be able to put on and take off their face mask appropriately. They should be getting used to wearing it for a lim limited time and upping that time as we go through. Uh, keep in mind, we're going to be mostly in the classroom, so it is more of a cool environment. They're not going to be out 102 degrees with a face mask on, but a lot of our lunches will be outside if it's not, it's to, I mean, right now it's ridiculously hot, but as we get into school, hopefully it'll cool down a little bit. That way they can uh, be outside, sit at a social distance, talk, eat, have just some time to breathe and, and get out of the classroom. We are limited movement in our classroom, so people aren't trading from one place to the other. So, for instance, typically our students would go to music. They would leave their classroom and they would go to the music classroom. This, uh, for the first nine weeks and maybe on, we'll make decisions as everything uh, goes. The music teacher will be coming to the classroom. So one person will be coming into the classroom versus 20 kids moving down the hallway to a music room. So there's a lot of those things that are going to happen, and I think the children are going to enjoy their class. It's going to be a um, great learning environment. We're concentrating on the things that they're going to have to do, which is really not what I want to concentrate on. I want to concentrate on the fact that they're coming back to school to learn. They're going to have a great environment. The teachers are going to be amazing, like they always are. So this is going to be good for children to get back to school. Um, whether they are getting back to school in the classroom or through the choice distance learning. They're going to be enjoying that structure of a, of a teacher and knowing that their teacher is seeing them every morning. A couple of ad additional questions I want to go back. I know we're kind of skipping around, but as, as you mentioned things, it kind of uh, jogs my memory of or, or, or throws a question in my mind about, uh, about this. So, one of the big takeaways that I got from watching the school board meeting uh, from every board member, it's parents, you have the choice, okay? Uh, traditional setting, uh, the the distance learning, they, they, they put parents in the driver's seat for them to choose. So kind of walk us through what that process is going to be like and what decisions parents are going to have to make. Well, if they want to choose choice distance learning, then there's a parent agreement that they have to complete and fill back, fill in and uh, return to the school. Parents who are choosing that option, the agreement is sent to them. They can look over it and either decide, yes, I want to do choice distance learning, or they can decide, no, I think traditional really does suit us better. So that is up to a parent to do that. We Again, we know that the children learn better in the classroom but we want to have parents having that choice of keeping them at home if that's where they feel better. Um, maybe if there's an underlying condition or anything like that. In the agreement, it does say some of the things that parents are going to need to know, which is it is during the school day. It also requires you to have uh, internet at your house, and it requires a laptop or a tablet in, for the child to have access to throughout the day. 
So and, and now not parents, a and now not a tablet because a tablet won't. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. A laptop or a desktop. Yes, desktop, thank you yeah. for that. Okay. Yeah, a desktop or a laptop. You know, we um, are purchasing Chromebooks through the schools. Chromebooks work perfectly. They're a very inexpensive laptop that uh, runs around, I think, around three hundred or four hundred dollars. So we're not saying you have to have an eighteen hundred dollar computer. Yeah. We're saying a good working laptop or desktop. And it has to be the other thing you asked me earlier, what was some of the parent questions? If a parent is working from home, the child will need a different computer than what the parent is working from because they can't, it's not a real shared environment. Yeah. The child's going to be pretty much live and doing their, their work. And so let's say your, your child's, if they were doing traditional, they are in Miss Smith's second grade classroom. But if they are on distance learning, are they... Um, in Myth Smith's uh, um, online classroom, or is it another teacher that does the online portion for them? That's a good question. So, what will happen is you'll be assigned a, a homeroom. So, you you and your other twenty classmates will be in a homeroom. So, if Miss Smith is at Scales and teaching fifth grade online, then you'll have that's that's your homeroom. If you know, Miss Trail is at Scales and teaching fifth grade at in this traditional uh, classroom. That's your homeroom. So you will always have the same um, teacher, and it will your homeroom looks like your homeroom. There's 20 children, and they're the ones who are going to log in every day for that first nine weeks. Mm -hmm. And, and in, in that, answer the question. Yeah, I think so. And and so, so you're not, I think the question maybe maybe the better answer is half of the kids won't be like. The classroom will not be half in the classroom and half choice distance learning. It will either be choice distance learning or in the classroom. Gotcha. And and yeah. so if you're if if you're on distance learning, your homeroom is all is is going to be with a teacher that is doing all distance learning, and everybody in that classroom is on distance learning. Right. Right. Gotcha. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, good stuff. I know that, you know, we scratched the surface, but uh, you all have done a great job uh, uh, of trying to put all this together. And Lisa, anything that we can do to help get the word out to, to parents, uh, just let us know. We're, we're glad to do it. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks. That's right. Lisa Trail joining us here on Rutherford Issues today. And don't forget, if you missed any part of the program, check us out online at WGNSRadio.com. Click on Rutherford Issues under uh, podcast. And uh, you can also hit us up on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all of those places where you listen to your favorite podcast. Mm -hmm.